Welcome to Adulting on the Spectrum. In this podcast, we want to highlight the real voices of autistic adults, not just inspirational stories, but people like us talking about their day-to-day life. Basically, we want to give a voice to a variety of autistic people. I'm Eileen Lam, an autistic author and photographer, and I co-host this podcast with Andrew Kamra. Hi, Andrew. Hey, Eileen. Today, our guest is Ben. Ooh, hard. <laughs> How do you say that, Ben? It's heart ramped. It's okay. (laughs) Heart ramped. Yeah, I have a name that nobody else can pronounce too. Eileen does not know what that's like. Um, And that, so Ben was diagnosed with autism at age two. He only knew 20 words then. He has gone beyond all expectations. His journey began when he started raising money for the Eagles Autism Challenge. After a few years of fundraising, he was invited to be a guest on The Ellen Show to promote autism awareness and raise funds for research. From that moment on, he knew the dream was to advocate for autism awareness. He's now living the dream, uh, speaking at schools, businesses, and organizations. Hi, Ben. Hello. How are you? Uh, Doing all right. So we, uh, we, I, we like to ask people how they prefer to be identified. And we don't mean pronouns, although you can do that too. We mean autism, person with autism, um, you know, autistic. Um, how do you prefer to be identified? I like to say, I like to be autistic. I have autism. Um, so Ben, we know that uh, you were diagnosed at two and yes. Sandy might be, Sandy's your mom. Hi, Sandy, by the way. Hi. <laughs> you might be able to answer that question better, but we wanted to know about um, Ben's diagnosis. What was Ben like as a child? Uh, ben, do you know anything? You probably don't have much memories of your diagnosis since you were a child, but what, what do you know about uh, how you were as a child and how has it, has it changed? So it's funny, when I asked him that question, he's like, well, I don't remember much. I'm like, that's good. I can fill that one in. So we have uh, three boys. Ben's the youngest of three. And when he was two years old, he was really late walking, but still within the parameters and just really late talking. And when I compared what he was saying to compared to like the baby book of my other children, I'm like, wow, that's just not right. And, and those 20 words that Ben had were all nouns and they were all food. So you can see what was important to Ben. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing he ever said was food words. Um, so took him to have his hearing tested because, you know, he wasn't listening to us thought maybe that was it and they're like no his hearing's fine but nobody ever said hey you should probably check out like this like they just kind of checked the box and that was the end of that so finally we um, met a speech therapist at work and I said do you do speech therapy here or when I she asked why um, she said oh no no you have to talk to the intermediate unit and I had never heard of that so that opened a whole world of acronyms and places Mm -hmm. so in Pennsylvania the intermediate unit does the um, early intervention and that was, you know, if you don't need early intervention, why would you even know about that? And they came out and evaluated Ben. And it turns out he was delayed in everything. So gross motor, fine motor, speech, like everything was delayed. But I was so focused on his speech that I really missed a lot of those other pieces. How did uh, Ben, how'd you overcome some of those challenges? You know, I, when I was a kid, I didn't understand what I was with autism. And you know, I didn't know like why I was put in special ed classes all the time, why I was riding a special ed bus. And one day I said up to my mom, I went up to her and I said, mom, what is autism? And he goes, it's a special thing in your brain. And I said, I just want to take it out and wash it away because I want to be like normal, you know, 
we went to a good church. I mean, we went to a church that really didn't have a special needs ministry. And, you know, growing up was really hard for me to make friends. Yeah. So he was also that kind of kid. If you didn't know where was that, you better find him mm -hmm. because there's just a whole lot of safety issues when he was little because he would get a thought in his head and just have to carry yeah. it out. So he would just leave the house. You know, he was in the refrigerator. He was, you know. <laughs> plugging up sinks and playing in water. He was putting money in our A drive of our computer. Oh my gosh. They just had to find him and keep an eye on him because he just was so curious and so busy all the time. I, I, Leon, I think I put Play-Doh in the VCR when I was five too. <laughs> that sound is so inviting. You know, I don't know if it was play. It was something, it, it was something like Play-Doh though. So yeah. Yeah. So thankful for so many wonderful, just skilled therapists because we had intensive speech therapy, intensive occupational therapy, intensive physical therapy, along with all the educational pieces that really helped draw out his speech. And, and finding the right therapist was also difficult along the way, but just grateful for all the people that have helped him. Yeah. That's great. Uh, did you uh, find that any therapy was more useful than the other or was it just all equal and you know, helpful in their own, in their own way. Do you have any thoughts about your therapy? Yeah. Um, I remember, I remember speech therapy. I remember Miss Paula taught me how to talk. Shout out to her from Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. She's a great role model. Um, and I tell people about her and I tell people about what she does and people are like, I want to get, get her, but there's a long wait for, for speech yeah. therapists. And I talk to students too. Like when I talk to people at colleges, when they're going for speech, I'm like, Look, you're going to do amazing. Like, you're going to help those kids talk. And I say, yeah. Speech therapy, a really interesting story. Our primary insurance that we were paying dearly for through my husband's work denied developmental speech. So, if he needed restorative speech, had lost the ability to learn, they would have paid for speech therapy. But because it was developmental, that wasn't covered. And so, thankfully, Pennsylvania has secondary insurance and they paid for every hour of speech therapy, which changed his life. Would you... um, so speech therapy was really huge because all the frustration that he was experiencing in the tantrums all came from not being able to communicate wants and needs. And once we were able to unlock that, so much of the behavior, mm -hmm. you know, diminished because we were able to communicate. Um, would you be willing if 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 the insurance that dad was on, Pennsylvania did not cover it, would you fight oh, with absolutely. That? We would have paid what we had to, but it would have probably really put us into some huge debt because, you know, it's a couple hundred dollars an hour for speech therapy and you were going two or three times a week. So And I was missing the morning of school. Well, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Very every cool. Thursday. I remember every I remember Thursday. <laughs> every Thursday. You do have some memories of it. That's Because I remember it used to be twice a week and then we narrowed it down to one. Yeah. As you got older. Yep. So Ben, you're pretty active on on social media. I know you've been trying to get Mr. Beast uh, attention uh, to go to yeah. the Super Bowl. Obviously, yeah. that's that's uh, behind <laughs> us. But uh, you do a lot of uh, advocacy work. Uh, I've seen mm -hmm. on uh, on on Instagram. Uh, yeah. What do you like about social media? I just like that I can put um, ideas out there. Um, can I tell a couple of ideas? Yeah. One of my ideas is to um, get. Um, build more sensory rooms for people with special needs. Um, there's not a lot of sensory rooms out there. Um, I'm thankful for Culture City because they put one in the link, but they need one. They they we're putting one up in Camp Orchard Hill at our local camp. But my dream is to put one in Disney because Disney said 
If you can believe it, dream it, you can achieve it. If you believe dream it, you can achieve it. If you believe it, dream it. Dream it. If you <laughs> dream it, you can believe it. <laughs> so I'm still working on it. But one of the ideas is to um, I have so many great ideas to have um, because I really want to get that involved. And then I love advocating for World Autism Day and just telling people, hey, having autism is really not a bad thing. It doesn't characterize who we are. Everybody's unique and special, just like a rainbow. What was it like being on the uh, the Ellen show? And how did that happen? Tell the story. So um, one day I walked into my mom. I said, I'm going to get on Ellen. She's like, I don't think it's going to happen. One day they called and they said, is this Ben? Is this the Ellen show? And it was one of the producers. And it took three years for advocating to see for autism. I did a lot of hard work one day. And they we did a Skype interview. And then three weeks later, they call, six weeks later, they called. And they said, we want you out here next week. And they said, well, you're not going to be Ellen. You're going to be on the Ellen tube. And they totally surprised me. So when he told me that he wanted to be on there, I was like, well, why would that ever happen? It was just, it just seemed like such a far-fetched idea. Um, and he's like, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make it happen. And he just had so many people write in, kind of get just grassroots, got behind that idea. And then all the advocacy work that he does through our Philadelphia Eagles, they kind of pulled that together. And then they did tell me he wasn't really going to meet her, but they would just do like a, a segment and he might be in the audience. And that's how they got that really classic reaction from him when they finally told her he was going out. I've seen that video, but he screamed like a girl. <laughs> I didn't know at the time. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, it was really quite exciting. And I'm good friends with the um, the people who actually. Um, her, so the dad of. Chelsea, so Chelsea Darnell, her dad used to be was the head of Ellen, mm -hmm. and they um, they lived out in Cal. So I didn't know at the time, but now um, they have a center out there called the Ed Asner Family Center, and they help people with special needs, which is very cool. So during the pandemic, I got to join their movie chat group. That's great, Ben. It sounds like you've uh, achieved a lot of your dreams already. Uh, you oh, went on the prices right too. <laughs> yeah yeah no it was pretty amazing um a couple weeks before i got into a little accident before i went out to california and we um the car was totaled and the insurance said we cannot we we're going to pay for we're, we'll pay for the we'll give you a check for the old car so they gave me money for the ca old car and when i was on the prices right i won 16 grand and that's when i decided to use that money to buy a brand new car wow that's great. How was it being on TV, like on, on The Price is Right? I, love that. You love I it. actually wore blue on purpose because I knew I wanted to represent the autism community. Oh, that's so nice. See, I feel like 16 grand, that, that's like pretty close to like the high, like the higher you can win there, right? That's pretty good. Yeah. So are, are you... Full cash, you, you know? Yeah. Was it locked? Did you, is this one of your special interests? Do you, do you know what the price is for things or did you get lucky or? I just got lucky. Okay. So, a couple of Wait, backstory go ahead, go ahead. pieces. My husband loves The Price is Right. So we've watched it for years and years, mm. kind of as a family. We tape it and then we would watch it at night. So Ben's very familiar with the games. And then he also worked at our local grocery store during the pandemic. So he had some real working knowledge of the items and uh, the game. He was so assured of, of his items. He did an amazing job. And yes, you know, so there was some, you know, there's always some luck involved, but there was some definite knowledge there that worked for in his favor. Because I remember when I won, 
I got so excited. I got to spin the wheel. I went to the showcase, but I did lose the showcase, but I still won the 16 grand. Yes, you did. <laughs> so what was your reaction? So the, the, the kind of the other part of that was Ben wanted to travel by himself. And growing up, we did a lot of traveling, but he <laughs> didn't really realize everything that goes into planning a trip. He just got the benefit of going on trips. And so my middle son has really been working with Ben talking about setting a budget and most people get one trip a year. And so he really helped him plan a trip. And we figured, you know, he would pick maybe something in our local area, but no, he picked the farthest part from where we live. We're in Pennsylvania. He picked California. Um, and so then he really had to look at how am I going to get there? How am I going to get around? How do you find a hotel? How do you find out if it's a good hotel? And he did so much prep. There were so many good life skills that he learned about traveling from that, from that trip. So any tips for anybody else who's autistic and traveling alone who is not going to be on the prices right? <laughs> so one of my idea, one of the things is I'm thankful for TSA Cares. Um, they are an organization that helps people with special needs. Um, they help you go through the security po- security process. So if you're having trouble, um, you just email them 24 hours and say, "Hey, I'm coming to your airport," and they come up and they help you and they make it sure you're okay. That's great. Is it in uh, all airports or how does it work? Yeah. Everywhere? Yeah. I think, I think, I think, yeah, I think Autism Speak should share that. Yeah. If you want more information, visit tsacares.com. Um, we should put that on our website too. Um, they are a great resource um, out there because they have a bunch of different stuff. Um, it's great for families who need that, especially yeah. today with the TSA, like getting upset with some people. But I'm like, if they say, oh, my son has autism, they go, oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. And tell, tell them about your stickers. And then I have a sticker that says, please be patient with me. I have autism. I've ordered it at sports games, theme parks. I've ordered it in the airport. I've ordered it in, the, in, in different other places, concerts. And I've had open conversations with people. Like they go, oh, I have autism. Or wait, I work as a special ed teacher. I've got even got speaking gigs because of my sticker. So when he was real little, we had a little button that said, I'm not naughty. I have autism because people always look at you like a bad parent when your child's having a, an issue because of the autism. And so as soon as they saw that, they gave us an extra measure of grace. And now as an adult, he wears one that just says, please be patient with me. And it has really opened up a lot of dialogue with other people and other people are like, where did you get those? How do you make them? And you know, it's, not that you're trying to label and things. And I've gotten speaking gigs out of it too. Yeah. It really just helps people understand. Like I said, just give them an extra an extra minute to process. That's Even awesome. and when I went to Six Flags one time, I said, oh, I'd love to bring you into our school. And she brought me yeah. in. Yeah. So Ben, why, um, so there are a lot of controversies you might be aware or not. I don't know if you guys know about in the autism world. You know, it seems like everything has become controversial. Um, and uh some people don't even like saying autism awareness anymore they want acceptance so uh do you have any thought on that you're raising money for autism awareness i think awareness is much better i mean i like both to say but my, in my opinion i feel like we should be accepted in more ways but awareness we need to draw people to bring aware of how we can bring awareness to autism like take awareness to action and I think that's what we need. Like people don't understand. We want to be accepted. We want to be aware 
we want to we want to show awareness. What yeah. would you say? I, I get frustrated with the fight because I feel like we're all looking for the same outcome. Yeah. And it just right. seems so divisive to be fighting about infinity ribbons or puzzle pieces. Like like mm-hmm. many people have puzzle tattoos. Like what are those people are supposed to do? Like it means <laughs> something to them and it's okay. And so our goal is really just the end I do. point. Sorry. And we don't really feel like that, you know, there should be that much divisiveness in between. That's my dream. My dream is to meet the president. <laughs> and talk to him about autism awareness and tell him, hey, the country needs to know that the puzzle piece, we should all be aware, we should all be accepted, no matter what's going on. We should stop this fight and continue what we need to do. Right. That's uh, it. No, no, I, I, I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and your message is out there now. And I totally agree uh, with your mom and with you, Ben. I mean, I think we should focus on what's important rather than those fights about terminology and symbols and so i i love that and i love the puzzle piece too by the way i haven't a tattoo a puzzle piece tattoo yeah i I don't think anybody should you shouldn't be judged for what you care about you know like i said i feel like the end point is what's most important i've seen a couple of things on twitter and they're like people like oh i i'd rather i'd rather say i'm autistic and i'm like it's fine i don't care but no it's fine we're not gonna fight about that no 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 we're open to anything like um i'm fine with that but i just i would rather bring awareness and acceptance i like using both terms because that helps people so you raise money for research what and why is research important to you um i think we need more um more stuff that's going on in our world i think the eagles do a great job with their um with eagles autism foundation ryan hammond and kiki um do a great job and jeff worry of course um this this the, the ceo of the philadelphia eagles um has a great vision of what autism is and he has an autistic brother and he wants to take that awareness to action and he pays the overhead cut for the eagles autism yeah. which so is pretty cool when that was first diagnosed i i was pretty much just out of nursing school and getting, you know, my career started and everything. And my old textbook still had the theory that it was the mom's fault, that whole refrigerator mom mm-hmm. theory, which is just horrible. So, you know, there's all these feelings of guilt and what yeah. did I do? And then I realized I was wasting so much energy on that. I'm like, all right, let's do something different. So we tried to pay it forward by doing research. So Ben's done 10 or 11 research studies through our children's hospital, whatever, you know, kind of fit the bill. Um, just hoping that we can make a difference to find something that's going on that can make a difference for somebody behind us. Eileen, have you ever done any of the clinical trials? They, uh, Yale is near me in Connecticut. So I, I do uh, I do a bunch of them. Some of them are really fun. Some yeah. of them are not fun at all. <laughs> oh, I love so, to do that. Yeah. No, like what? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's some where it's like, wait, what are you sticking me with all day? Um. <laughs> I could do fun studies all day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Has Eileen done any? I haven't, but you know, my, uh, so I was diagnosed as an adult and, uh, I, uh, I didn't have enough money to pay for an assessment cause it's really expensive, but the psychologist, uh, cut me a deal and she was like, well, if you agree to, uh, have the assessment, 
uh, recorded and she didn't know yet if I was going to be on the spectrum or not. Uh, yeah. I, I'll okay. give you a price. So all of the tapes, like she has like <laughs> dozen and dozen of hours of like tapes of my assessment. And she actually uses that now to teach uh, her students about signs of autism in adults. So I've never seen Can them. I get a copy of those tapes? <laughs> I I, give me your contact information. I want to see them to embarrass you, Eileen. You have to <laughs> it's like. It's so funny for me to think about that some people are just oh. like seeing tapes of, of me during my autism assessment, probably doing anyway. I want to see that. We, we need to talk later. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but also fun. for, I do recommend too to other people to get, um, sometimes you, you can you can get a free assessment if you suspect you are. And you're going to participate in a clinical trial. So, um, good tip, Andrew. Yeah. And I tell parents that too. Like if I see somebody, I'm like, oh, does your son have autism? And they go, no. Um, and I go, have you tested him? And they go, yeah, we've tested him. But I'm like, I just, just keep fighting for him because you never know throughout the, throughout the life. They might be autistic, but some people may not understand. So Ben, what are you going to do for, uh, for World Autism Month? <laughs> so I do have a couple of ideas. Um, one is I would like I'm doing a, 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 I'm doing. So our county does not do any autism events for many years. Montgomery Township has not done anything for a long time. And one day I woke up and I said, I really think we need to do something like this. So I've been talking with Beth Staub for many, many years. And I said, Beth, we need to make this happen. And she said, well, I would just do it at the mall. So we are doing a World Autism Day at Montgomery Mall. We're going to have different vendors come out. Um, maybe you could send some autism um, speaks resources to that we can put out on our table to have people look at. It's like a resource fair, but basically it's like different vendors are coming out. Um, all the, poli the police are coming that day. They're going to we are in their uniforms and um, they're going to be talking about what to do with autism and police interaction. Um, there's going to be. No, this is very exciting. We, our county needs something like this, and I'm the one who spearheaded the idea. Yeah, it was really cool because Ben kind of woke up. He's always the dreamer, always always thinking the next thing, the next event. He really wanted to do it, and so he ran with it and really set up the meetings with the people at the mall and found the vendors, and uh, they've been great. So that's what we're doing on World Autism Day. Yeah, that's great. You know what? I haven't figured out what I'm gonna do yet. And I probably know. work for Autism Speaks. I think you'll probably be pretty busy. Yeah. Yeah. Pro yeah. Tell me it about it. April. Yeah. Yeah, April, and even speaking engagements. Everyone wants me to speak speaking engagements. You know, in April. Um, yeah. It's also tax time for the first half of the month, so that was always <laughs> like a double whammy. I think that's why there's not more uh, autistic accountants. But anyway, um, so speaking of, so uh, Ben, you mentioned that you do the speaking engagements, uh, but what do you do for work? And do you, do you do speaking engagements? Do you uh, get compensated for that? Or so what I, do you do? Tell, them how, tell them about our, how our business got started. So our company got started after being on the Ellen show, a school reached out and they said, can you come share our story? I said, sure. So we did it at free at the time and we did a donation for the Eagles Autism. But my mom and dad were like, you need to work for full-time work. And I said, I already have a full-time job. It's You're giving it, I don't know how to say it. But one day I said, we really want to do this full-time. And my mom and dad and brother were pretending they were America's Got Talent judges. And they all said yes. And we have been we did like 90 schools. And it's just been incredible. Teachers have come up and they said they really loved it. Um, parents have come up. And I've done it 
companies like Chick-fil-A. I've done corporations like Nova Nordisk. Um, I am working for more of those companies. I'd love to speak at Ford and Wendy's. Um, if you're here with me, Wendy's and Ford, I would love to come. Um, but those are, I love speaking at different companies like that to bring awareness and to bring action into their employee resource groups, their ERG. And actually Chick-fil-A started their ERG because yeah. that's pretty cool. So. So Ben has two older brothers and whatever they wanted to do, he kind of wanted to follow in their footsteps. So since they worked at 16, he's like, well, I should have a job. So he started working at Olive Garden. That was his first yeah. you know, venture into the working world. And that was a wonderful first job. Um, and then we found that everybody wanted him part-time, but nobody after high school wanted to give him a full-time job. It was really oh. that really difficult. One year he had six W-2s at the end of the year. That's how many part-time jobs he had. So you're kind of really frustrated with that. And then, like I said, after Ellen, people were asking him to come speak. And he said, I really, this is what I really want to do. And he's really good at it. He's really good at it. Um, so we started our own company, Benergy One Presentations, and that's what he does for work. So we all do some of the back work. I'm the secretary. My husband does the financial piece. My middle son does all of the contacts. But Ben's the cold caller, and he's the networker, and he's out there finding opportunities and I've seen. Um, great great feedback yeah so i've gotten speaking gigs like i've been to sports games and they're like <laughs> hey you can come speak i met that's how i met the woman from the iu I because know. she bought me in and then that's how i met mark off because he was coming down the hallway I know. I know. oh ben i've seen you uh seeing the national anthem uh, at a basketball game or something yeah. that was awesome yeah it was pretty amazing it's pretty amazing to do that. Um, I really love singing. Um, maybe I'll sing on Ward Autism Day at the mall. At the mall. Yeah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll ask if right. I can sing the National Oh, awesome. That's a great idea. Um, I do have a question about Ward Autism Day. Um, I would love to help in any way. What can I do to help? What can I do to tell people about it? Like, what can I do to, like, spread awareness into action? Promote our podcast. <laughs> that's, that's one thing. But, you know, Ben, I think sharing your uh, personal story uh, is always great because people need to hear more stories of, you know, how different autism is for everybody. You know that mm -hmm. saying, if you've met one person with autism. person with autism, you meet one person. Yeah. It's Dr. And Stephen Shore. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, he's on the board, actually, at Autism Speaks. And I love that quote because, you know, all the stories are so different and so unique. And so by sharing your story, you know, you're helping other people who might relate. You might give hope to other people. And that's always, like, amazing. And I also love what you guys talked about earlier about, you know, how we shouldn't spend so much time fighting on symbols and terminology because we all want the same thing. And uh, yeah. I think this is also an important message. But, uh, you know, interact with other people on the spectrum, share your story. All of that is is great. And I, I love that you want to get involved. And I'll reach out to you, uh, you know, with a, a great opportunity uh, in the next few days. I'm still Sweet. hashing out details. So stay tuned. Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm going to try and get celebrities to do it, to wear blue. I've been, I got the governor to wear a blue one year. I would, can I talk about that story? Sure. So I had this idea and I'm like, I really want it. Pennsylvania has never done anything like this. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to push really hard. So I called the governor's office every day. said, you need to get Tom Wolf to wear a blue on April 2nd. You need to. And I've got Todd Stevens to push it. I got everybody to push it. And he said, you got it. I'll do it. And he did. And he tweeted it out. <laughs> uh, so you're on Twitter, Ben? You're, you're brave. Yeah, I'm a big on Twitter, yeah. <laughs> but um, last year, I did get the NFL to do my tweets, my calls, because I called. 
And there was an autistic kid, Zach Smith, who works at the NFL. And I pushed them and they were like, okay, we'll do that. So you don't, you don't, if you don't ask, you never know what you're going to get in life. Always push. You can push through a door, but you can't push through a wall. I like that. Dan taught me that. <laughs> so do you guys want to talk, uh, Ben, do you want to talk about your mom's book? Uh, what is it about? Yeah, so my mom wrote a book about autism. You can only get it on our website, benergy1.com, B-E-N-E-R-G-Y, Benergy1. And that's where you can find out about my schools and companies and businesses. If you ever want me to come speak at your organization, let me know. forgot to mention, benergy1.com. Um, when I was three, I was sitting on the lights in the chandelier, and my mom said, oh, boy. If I ever write a book, that's the name of my title. And we just self-published it. And it's a great holiday book. It's great Christmas <laughs> gifts. It's a great Easter basket. It's a great <laughs> summer read. And it's also a great bargain because it's only $20. And you can read it in the Bahamas in the summer. You can even read it in Florida. <laughs> and you can even read it on the airplane or on the train or on a cruise ship. Did I mention he's my PR guy? It is yeah, the I best book you have ever read and she's on goodreads so check it out you have to buy it it is the best book you've ever read so what was really cool is when he was first diagnosed my sister-in-law gave me a journal and she said like just journal and I, i'm not a faithful daily journaler but it was really good for me years later to look back and say man i didn't think i was going to live through that and look you know we made it or you know this was a funny story that i forgot like one funny story you were saying your, your kid didn't want to go to school Ben one day was like, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to school. And finally, I just said, Ben, it's illegal. Like, you have to go to school. <laughs> and at that very moment, we looked out the window and his bus pulled up and there was a police car right behind it. I have no, re no reason why. And Ben's eyes got real big and he like hopped out the door and ran right to the bus. It's like, thank you, God. Um, so like, I would have never remembered that story if I hadn't journaled it. And so that's kind of what the book turned into. And each chapter starts with, I wonder if, so it starts with, I wonder if there's a problem with Ben. I wonder if it's a hearing issue. I wonder if he'll ever make friends, like all those different pieces. Yeah. And then when I said, I want to write a book, Ben's like, well, I want to write a book. So in the back, Ben actually wrote the last section and it's all his life in his own words and pictures. So Aww. it's kind of like two books in one, which is, yeah, it's cool to be able to do that together. That's awesome. Do you want to tell one more time what it's called? Swinging yes. from the chandelier. Go ahead. Swinging from the chandelier, finding joy in the journey through autism. And he literally was on my dining room table, stimming on the lights, flying back and forth. And so that's where the <laughs> title came from. Um, oh, my God. I love yeah. it. I can just picture it. It would be a great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to swing. I'm just kidding. I, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> great TikTok. Uh, yeah, that would do well. Sorry. Uh, so Ben, uh, I'm going to ask you some uh, quick fire questions. So what okay. they are is that they are just like, it's not like a, an answer where you just like think about it and you talk about it for a long time. It's really like first thing that comes to your mind. They're very quick uh, questions. Okay. 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 So do you have a favorite quote? And if so, what is it? My favorite quote is if you want to change the world, go home and love your family, says Mother Teresa. Easy. Favorite autism representation in a movie or in a TV show, in a book? Um, probably um, a boy called Poe or right before your eyes, David Fitz and Bob. Favorite animal? Animal is probably an eagle because mm -hmm. we're all soaring like eagles. I could have guessed that one. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Probably Star Wars. 
Which one? Eileen's never seen any of the Star Wars. By the way. <laughs> I like episode one. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I like all of them, but honestly, I hope they continue the series one day. <laughs> Andrew, I thought about you yesterday. We were organizing uh, Legos with Jude and he found a Yoda head. Yeah. And he goes, Mom, I found E.T. <laughs> <laughs> Eileen, Eileen, that that's it. We're calling child protective services on you. That's the final straw. <laughs> Andrew, I, was, I was that kind of mom that said, you know, we're not going to have guns in the house. And then when I had three boys, you know, like six or seven years into it, one day I said, oh, I think it's in the weapon box. And I said, when did we get a weapon box? But, you know, many lightsabers later, we uh, we were well protected. When we were kids, we were not allowed to see Harry Potter. And years later, we, me and Dan watched it during the pandemic. I honestly, my favorite, my favorite characters, Voldemort, wait, Harry Potter, and Dobby. Dobby don't want you to go to Hogwarts. I think Dobby has autism. Let's diagnose Dobby. Let's do it. So Ben, I have one last question for you, and uh-huh. that one is kind of a tricky one. Is glow in the dark a color? We ask all our guests. <laughs> we don't agree, Andrew and I, so that's why. Is glow in the dark a color? I think I disagree. I don't know. I think I, it is, yes or no. I, my brain is telling me yes, because when I was at camp this weekend, they had a glow in the dark nine square, and it looks very bright. Yes, it's a color. All right, we're yeah. going with color. Who, who uh, agrees? <laughs> Andrew. The, all the right people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Ben, do you want to tell people where they can find you on social media? Yes, Ben RCT1 on Instagram. Go be the one on TikTok. That's G-O, go be the one. Go be the one. Yeah. And then um, at Benergy EAC at Twitter. That's Twitter. That's my Twitter. And then Ben Hartranft on Facebook. And then everything is on our website at Benergy1.com. B-E-N-E-R-G-Y-1.com. Well, th- thank you so much, Ben and uh, Cindy, for joining us today. I loved uh, talking uh, with you guys. You're a great uh, duet, duo. I, it was great. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.